Hey everybody and welcome to Reading Crossbow. My name is Lena and we are back with another Midway episode, this time about the book that wouldn't burn, which was Rob's pick this month. And my, my, if you are new here, we do two books a month. I pick one, Rob picks one. He's my co-host extraordinaire. And again, this was his pick and this is my halfway review. So um, I give my halfway and then after that, we both review it together. Lately, we've been doing kind of interview style, but we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, this book was uh, something. Um, last uh, episode, Rob did, or the last episode Rob did for his halfway, he did his midway review on Swordcatcher, which I recommended, and he did it in this sort of like, I don't know, message video to me, like addressed it to me. I thought like, what if I do that this time? What if I say, hey Rob, this book's crazy. You're crazy. Um, no, uh, that wouldn't be quite true, but it is a trip. That is true. Um, we kind of joked that both of these books have quotes from George R. R. Martin on the front of them. And um, Rob was like a little bit nervous because of his quote, because the quote just says an excellent writer. Um, whereas his quote for the sword catcher was a bit more verbose. But um, I think George R. R. Martin undersold it. Um, <laughs> this is, this is, it's a lot. This is a lot. Um, I think he could have contributed a much better quote to a book of this heft. So let's get to it. Quick summary of the book that wouldn't burn uh, for halfway. And I won't go into any spoilers for this episode. We're trying not to do spoilers any anymore. But so the book starts off um, in these dust plains of this world. That's not our world. It's not Earth. Um, and it's told from a young girl's perspective, 10, 11, 12, somewhere in there, I think 10. Um, and her village is overtaken um, by the sabers, which are these like cruel kind of creatures um, in the area from what we've been told. Anyway, her, her village is taken over and she and some other children are um, taken away by some rescuers from a nearby kingdom that rescue them, kill the sabers, and then bring them into their kingdom. Well, in this particular kingdom, um, children are sort of sorted uh, into like, I feel like we've read a lot of books like this. Children are sorted. Like, we read these kind of things a lot um, into different types of skill sets um, and how you can contribute to their like uh, economy and their kingdom. And if you're wealthy, then you get um, the best jobs. And if you are not, if you're a dust rat, like they call um, our main character, her name is Libera, uh, then you get the worst jobs, like in the sewers or in the kitchen, things like that. So when she's taken to the city, she um, is actually brought there by uh, one of the soldiers whose name is Malar. Actually ends up being, I think so far, probably my favorite character outside of the main characters. Just so interesting and fun. Um, and he sees like the worth in her. She actually does a good deed that he feels he needs to repay. So he does everything he can to ensure that she gets um, a better assignment. That assignment actually ends up being in the library. Uh, so she, and there's a lot that goes into that situation. That's really cool to read. Um, and she is to become a librarian. This particular kingdom uh, really, like their resources knowledge, they have a very, very large library. There's other kingdoms, it talks about other kingdoms, um, but this uh, kingdom is the wealthiest just because of the sheer amount of books they have in their massive, massive library. And the king, I'm wearing this book for a reason, uh, censors the books that his kingdom can see. And they all kind of agree that like, oh, it's the king, like he's 
he's giving us the knowledge that we need. So um, he controls the knowledge that they get um, and censors the rest. So kind of interesting dynamic there. But she's thrust into this library to learn and become a librarian, much at the dismay of pretty much everyone around her because her her class of people is very much looked down upon. So um, she's actually brilliant, um, despite being raised in difficult living situations, and becomes uh, quite the student. And um, she is, some people are hard at work of trying to kick her out of this because of her, because of who she is. Um, but nonetheless, she is an academic and excels. She also gets into a lot of trouble. So the library, as you can imagine, due to the king's censorship, has quite a bit of rules and she finds many ways to um, run around these rules. I am not good at not giving spoilers. I want to tell you all everything. But um, anyway, I realized this book was very Rob-esque when I ran into some time issues. Uh, so this book... Actually, similar to Some Desperate Glory, which we read, I think, last month, has some, like, time <laughs> traveling, wandering <laughs> situations. That's not giving too much away. I think it kind of sort of talked about it in the beginning of the book. And I hate that stuff. I hate that stuff. I, I said it in Some Desperate Glory. I'm saying it in this book. I really dislike time travel timelines. Like, it, they bother me. I think it's, like, not very interesting. Now, watch us get, like, time travel, like, in my lifetime, and then I choke on these words. But for now, <laughs> dislike. But anyway, um, so the main part of the story that you need to know is that she's in this library, but then there's someone else kind of in this library and lots of other situations with this library and um, this is where we meet another main character. The story is told from two points of view, Livira's and someone named Evar. Evar is also trapped in a library but not necessarily her library or not her library in this timeline. We're unsure. I'm halfway through. It hasn't told me that. Uh, there's so much I'm not telling you so please don't think like oh wow she's giving us a lot of the story. I am not. There's oh my gosh I keep saying this there's so much book to this book it's a book in a book it's a book about books it's a book about books in a library of books in a library of many libraries of books and books and books it's a book lovers dream these books but holy book Batman I think that might be the most I've ever said book in my entire life in like 30 seconds but book bookity bookity book 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 holy book okay that's about the best synopsis I can give. Uh, girl has to learn how to be a librarian, sorta. Uh, boy is in another library with weird circumstances, trying to escape his library. They sort of find each other, sort of. Eh. <laughs> uh, I realize also when I say that out loud that that makes you maybe not want to read it, but like, at this point in the book, you should probably read it. I'm only halfway. I stopped at exactly halfway, which is about 280 pages in. Uh, I finished at the end of chapter 34. For anybody who chooses to read this and like wonders about my crazy all over the place book review and why, pause at chapter 34. Go back and watch this and then ask yourself if I got it right because I think I did. <sighs> okay. 
Mm. Here's another thing. Rob said that this author, so this is my first time reading this author, popping the Mark Lawrence cherry. Um, take that the right way, not the wrong way, or the wrong way, whatever you like. Anywho, first one, I thought that there'd be a bit more grimdark, although Rob said in our first episode that I think the author rated it at like a 1.5 or something, like less than a 2, I can't remember. Um, but I still thought that there'd be much more darkness behind this book. And at the moment, Rob, oh my gosh, Rob, <laughs> when you watch this, <laughs> I think it is much closer to The Lake House. Yeah, I said it. The Lake House with Sandra Blick. Oh my gosh. So the two characters ah, have communicated to each other through a book, sort of, I think. Um, I haven't got more of that, but I think more of that's coming. Um, and I think they're communicating through different timelines. Pretty sure. Actually, I do know that at this point in the book. Um, and I, I don't, oh, it's the lake house, Rob. It is the lake house, but like also Stargate. So like nerd cred there, like, okay. Yeah. Sci-fi, but also, um, interstellar. Ah, so it's a Stargate interstellar lake house. I think. So now that we've got that out of the way, I should probably also say that this is very beautifully written. I guess I didn't know that this type of author, like, I, and by this type of author, please keep in mind, I only know Rob. So like a Rob recommended author, I just kind of thought would be like more mass sounding I don't know like maybe the expanse or like maybe um how s some male authors just like skip out on some stuff like uh, Aragon even like I feel like it sounds like it's written by a man whereas this sounds like it's not <laughs> this is beautiful absolutely unbelievably beautifully written now I've read a couple other reviews and some research before doing this review and some people who read him often say that it's a bit pretentious because apparently he quotes himself a few times so there's that so if you are a Martin Lawrence love uh, lover then you might find those things I did not since I went into this blind but just some of the most beautiful passages and well-written passages um, and I'm going to read one real quick because I just thought it was quirky um, and well-written and it's not something that'll give the book away, completely not like part of anything. Um, and it's just a play on words that I thought was nice. So here it is. One thing's for sure, I'm not in Kansas anymore. It was a phrase in half the languages he knew and one that had led to a saying almost as ancient. We don't even know what Kansas is anymore. Malin said that in the history, some held it to be a real place, some a mythical city, and others still an enlightened state of being. Ever le leaned towards agreeing with those who thought it was a state. So, fun play on words. Um, adorable. They don't know what Kansas is. State of being. State. Like, just really cute. Um, so, I was actually very pleasantly surprised at just how beautifully written this book is. Um, and then also another interesting part of this book is that there's passages at the beginning of each chapter, like we've seen in a lot of the books that we've read. The passages don't all seem to relate together. Um, they seem to be from all sorts of different books and at times somewhat witty. Like there's a David Copperfield quote, but I think it's 
David Dofferfield. I can't remember. I can't remember. I'm probably quoting that wrong, but like I think it was meant to be funny. Um, and then, but the majority of the quotes at the beginning are biblical. So this also follows and educates the reader of the story of Adam and Eve's grandsons or great grandsons. Um, basically, it's the son, uh, the sons of Cain. Um, and one of them builds the first library, and then the other one feels like he shouldn't have built a library because knowledge is a sin because Eve ate the apple. And I had no idea about that story. Um, I haven't fact-checked it, but I, I think it's real. I've read other people's reviews of this as well, so that's very interesting. So I really love when you're reading the beginning of chapters and you get little snippets of things that are kind of add to the story. So I really actually love the biblical portions of this, which are, again, super small. If you're not into that kind of thing, take it or leave it. You don't have to read the blurbs, but they're fun to me. But that also adds to the weird balance of what's going on in this book. Something's going on, not just with the characters, but also with the library. And it's this huge mystery. There's a bit of magic to this as well, because uh, we talk about, you know, um, the use of magic in most of our books. We, we like to talk about and rate the magic systems. Um, and this is very like not known. And I think some of the magic is actually just knowledge. Um, there's some like sort of creatures, but they, I think they're not, they're like mechanical um, in the library. And that's like the example of magic being knowledge. And then there's some examples of magic being unexplained, which I hope they explained, but also seem very biblical in their own sense, like a, like a war between different types of magic. And there's one very kind of peaceful magic and then one not. <laughs> And there's these assistants in the library that are like stone, but they can talk sort of, and their eyes glow. <laughs> it's just a lot in this book. I keep like covering my face. Like I don't know what's happening, but like I don't know what's happening. Ah, uh, anyway. <sighs> Beautifully written. Five stars. Five stars on how it's written. <sighs> weird shit. Just weird, weird, weird shit. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I know this is a mystery. I think, I think it's a mystery. Not when I'm trying to like boil this down. It's definitely like science fiction too, because of what's in it, but I would actually log this as more of like a mystery book. I, I don't know. Um, and I, I don't understand the assistance in the library. I don't understand anything yet. Like nothing, <laughs> nothing's been explained. I am halfway through the book. So I'm 200 pages in and I actually can't tell you what's going on. That to me is very, very frustrating. So um, I, f I think I feel like Rob did when he read The Sword Catcher because Rob, I did this part's for you. I can tell you Cassandra Clare's book series, I think this is going to be really good. I think it is going to spin into epic fantasy. This I just found out is a trilogy. I didn't know that. Uh, I, I believe, I, be I believe this is going to be good just because it's written so beautifully. But you cannot tell me that the first 280 pages is convincing me that that's so. So anyway, I'm gonna have to rate this for how far I've read. And for how far I've read, this is a, it's a solid three. Just because like the, how beautifully written it is, is like a five for sure. It, it's stunning. It's just beautiful. Um, world building's not as good as Cassandra Clare's, but that's ex expected. Um, character development, um, not as good as Cassandra Clare's, again, as expected. Um, that's what I'm used to, so I shouldn't have to compare the two, but that's the books we've read this month. Um, but the characters are fantastic. Uh, I do love Lavira. Uh, she's not just like a tough, her name means weed, like grows in places where you shouldn't grow, thrives in places where you shouldn't grow. 
Um, but she also becomes very like caring. Like this, one of the creatures in the library I told you about that seems mechanical is like wounded and she like, was like petting it and talking to the bird, like it's gonna be okay. So I'm like, she has this horrible life, but also is like innately kind. It's, it's in her to be kind. And I love that. So I think that there's a lot of um, complexity that's been given to these characters. And that character Molara that I mentioned earlier is barely in the book, but fan-freaking-tastic. Ah, so good. So there's all of that. But what's giving me such a low rating right now, just a three, which is not bad, you know, it's, it's mid, um, is that my mind is just wandering. I don't love that feeling. Um, not enough things are getting even the littlest bits of answers to. Um, this this library is massively, massively big. Like it's supposed to be in this mountain um, and, and the citizens of the kingdom can see how big the mountain is. So they would think the library is smaller, but the library is like infinite. It's massive. It's like, I, th I, th I think where I'm at in the book, there's like, I'm imagining there's more, there has to be more. There's already like nine, 90, 94 maybe corridors she's been in and each of these are like miles and miles and and super tall and and just vast so but we just don't get enough education as to kind of why yet I hope it's coming there's also some characters that I mentioned earlier don't like her so there's some political stuff going on there's some royal houses going on there's some separation of classes going on but yet she goes to school with one of them or two of them and I just not nothing <laughs> like, I don't know what the assistants are I don't know why there's timey-wimey stuff I don't know why there's talking birds I don't know why this like stone ladies traveling through time I don't know I don't know <laughs> I want to know though and it's too slow it's too slow and I think I think these two are going to be lovers. I'm pretty sure the two characters, I have a feeling. That's why I said the lake house and, and like one's kind of aging and one's kind of not. And I just think for this far in the book that not enough has been explained and that's very, very frustrating. So this book is a three at the moment. However, I haven't read spoilers either, so I don't know. Um, if, if how much I've read, and I think I have my marker here, so so you can see, yeah, this white marker, I'm, ex I'm exactly half. For how much I've read, for how much needs explained, um, this is gonna be a very, very fast remain, like last half of the book. Like there's, there's no way it can't be a very fast half way of the book unless this author chooses to explain like only a quarter of the things. Like this author has to explain these things. He has to, there's too much stuff that like, has to be explained and I'm like oh my gosh so I kind of like snoozed fast through the first part and it wasn't like beautiful world building like I'm used to it was just it's the nitty-gritty dirty world you know with nitty-gritty dirty political censorship issues and a bad king and stuff and it's like if I have to read all that at least make it a little more colorful I don't know so anyway Rob I think I have a feeling that this might be huge compliment incoming. Rob, get ready for it. Brace yourself. It is coming. Big compliment now. This book might be one of the better books I've read in a while. I have a, I have a feeling it's going to be. I, th I think this might be a top rated book this year. I hope. Because the story 
I really like these characters. If, it's a big if, if Mark Lawrence answers my questions and doesn't snowball the answers at me in like the last two chapters, I will be a very, very happy girl. All right, that's it. That's my review. I hope you all choose to pick up this book. Again, The Book That Wouldn't Burn by Mark Lawrence. He's written a bajillion books, um, and this is going to be part of a library series, which, hello, books! So I hope you all enjoy. Um, please subscribe. We got 10 subscribers last month, and it meant the world to us. It might sound like an itty-bitty number, but we haven't seen that yet. So it meant the world to us. So join our Discord, check out the conversations on the side, and hit that like and subscribe button if you haven't already. Thanks all.